0: Hi, and welcome to episode 67 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island, a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise
1: a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. I've got three kids. They're five, seven, and nine, and two dogs and four chickens.
0: And all home for the summer.
1: Everyone's home for this,
0: yeah. Summer fun, full house, (laughs) So, our goal of this podcast: we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how this works: like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, like anywhere I can find it on the World Wide Web. We'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and our shopping list on our website, dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter. If you'd like to preview the recipes before listening, and you can subscribe, by the way, by going to our website, like I said, dinnersisters.com, or we have a button on our Facebook page and you just sign up there.
1: All right, Kate, so this week's recipes were Pork Egg Roll Noodle Bowl by The Candy (laughs) Appetite. Spring vegetable pasta Alfredo by Cooking Light and chickpea
0: pot pie by Food Fifty Two. All right, so I know that we usually have a theme, and it's usually pretty obvious by like the first reading of recipes that what the theme is. Uh, But this, these recipes don't actually have much in common. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Instead, they're just all recipes that I have one point or another tagged and put into a collection on Instagram, which is one of the ways that I gather recipes because they've got this nice little bookmark function. And then I forget that they're in there and then I don't go back. And so the other day I was like, I should gather all these neglected recipes up together and throw them together in one episode, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So our first recipe is pork egg roll noodle bowl. So it's an egg roll deconstructed into a noodle bowl, essentially, Mm -hmm. by the Candid Appetite. Basically... You've got um, your noodles and then all the fillings of an egg roll on top, which is super delicious. So to make it, you saute some pork, some ground pork in sesame oil. And then you add in some aromatics of garlic, ginger, and onion. Saute that until the onions are nice and translucent. The garlic's smelling good. You can really get the ginger going. And then you add in shredded carrots, some shredded cabbage, and then um, vinegar, soy sauce, and fish sauce. Because, you know, I we can't have a Dinner Sisters episode without fish sauce, actually, (laughs) (laughs) that gets simmered for a bit and you toss it with your rice noodles. And to make it an egg roll bowl, right, you fry up some wonton wrappers that you cut into strips and put that on top of your bowl uh, for a little crunch, right? Yeah. So it's this like delicious rice noodles with the pork seasoned with garlic and soy sauce with this like crunchy wonton wrapper on top. Uh, Yeah. So how did your family like it, Betsy?
1: I'll tell you, I still had wonton mm. wrappers left over from the dumpling episode Is <laughs> it kind of overbought. Nice. And so this actually helped right. me clear my kitchen out, like my fridge out a little bit, which I was oh, nice. happy about. Uh, and I thought this was just a great weeknight meal and hit the notes. We usually like a little protein, some noodles, some veg, mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, I like, yeah. it. We like these flavors. It was good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think a, an egg roll is always a crowd pleaser. Uh It's hard to go wrong, right? You know, I wish I had, like, drained the pork a little bit because I thought the sesame oil didn't add a ton of flavor and actually made it a little heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought the flavors were super good, and it did taste like an egg roll.
1: Yeah. Which was – I was was like, oh,
0: okay, (laughs) which is kind of fun. James really liked it. Um, You know, we ate this over the course of a couple days, and so, Mm -hmm. like – your wonton wrappers are not going to hold up after the second first day, right? So that's like no, the fun first yeah. day thing. Mm-hmm. But even without the wrappers, if you decide you don't want to fry up wonton wrappers, I mm-hmm. think it's it's delicious just as right. it is. Yeah. Um since it's a little heavy, I'm giving this a high 3 out of 5. I think if I make it again, you know, if I add more veggies, less oil, it would mm-hmm. definitely be a higher rating for me if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: so I made my pork in uh, my nonstick pan. So I skipped the oil completely because I just drained it off. We liked this. I'm giving it a four out of five. And Ooh, okay. I make it again. Yeah, I liked it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty pantry friendly. You just buy, you know, a half pound or a pound of ground pork at the store and you're like pretty much there. You know? And you
1: can freeze it. That's what I I liked. You know, I actually bought three little um, pubs mm. that sell these kind of like ground pork and the tubes sort of
0: oh right okay
1: um and so i bought three of those and i stuck two in the freezer Mm -hmm. because i just figured this seems like something we would like and would make again because a deconstructed egg roll how can we go wrong
0: uh and it is i like it nothing was too complicated you know and i think you could make this even quicker so i bought a cabbage and but i think if you had the coleslaw shredded mm-hmm, coleslaw mix mm-hmm. and a bag of the shredded carrots oh yeah, yeah i you're mean totally right on that you know it just throw that all in there this
1: could be together really fast mm-hmm.
0: yeah it could be super fast weeknight meal so um this was a winner for me i liked cool. it
1: all right so our second recipe is spring vegetable pasta alfredo by cooking light
0: yeah so i saw this recipe and thought it would be delicious kind of Semi-seasonal, you know, I still see some good asparagus in the market. Mm-hmm. And now's that time of year for, you know, you want vegetable pasta dishes, but tomatoes aren't really in season. At least they're not in Rhode Island. Are you getting yeah, tomatoes so. yet?
1: Um, I've seen a few,
0: but they're not great. You can tell they're yeah. still kind of on the early side. Yeah, Right. Yeah. So I thought this was kind of a, a nice late kind of springish pasta dish, right? Mm-hmm. So to make it, you first blanch some asparagus, some snap peas, and just normal peas. Peas, peas. I don't know what that. <laughs> In boiling yeah. water for about a couple minutes. And then you drain them and dump them into some ice water to stop the cooking. And then you make the sauce. So the sauce is um, garlic and olive oil that you heat briefly together to get the garlic to smell nice. And then you add in a bit of flour and milk that are mixed together. Kind of pour that in together. And you stir it until it thickens up. Because that mm-hmm. starch in the flour will thicken up the, the sauce a bit. Then you add in some cream cheese, some salt and pepper. Then you add in your cooked vegetables and some cooked penne pasta or, you know, whatever, like, shaped pasta you've got hanging around. And you just stir to a coat. Serve it topped with arugula and Parmesan cheese. And I loved this because it was a very vegetable-forward dish, right? Yeah. There were actually mm-hmm. more vegetables in the final dish than pasta, which I thought was delicious um, and really good. How did this go for you, Betsy? So it says in the recipe that you should get chickpea or whole wheat
1: um, pasta. For this, Mm. So I actually bought the store brand Publix whole wheat penne pasta. Oh, nice. You know, so that was great. I felt like that just, you know, we felt like we were being very healthy. Yep, yep. Uh, And I (laughs) agree that there were so many veggies, which was great. I think the kids would have preferred more pasta, which is just an easy fix. Like, I think when I make this again, I'll just, you know make more pasta with this which is fine right. uh but just if you have if you're serving this as like you know family of five like we're doing maybe increase the pasta just to make your kids happy i think that makes
0: sense sure mm-hmm.
1: um i didn't find sugar snap peas in our fresh groceries this mm. is in the produce section so i did find a bag in the frozen food section oh nice worked totally fine it was just like you know green giant or whatever uh mm-hmm. so i use those and I thought this made a great kind of early summer meal, like you said. It combines a little healthy with a little fun. Like, there's cream cheese in here, but not, like, so much cream cheese. Not, like,
0: half a block of cream cheese. It's
1: cooking light. Like we always say, this is an actual (laughs) cooking light recipe. (laughs) Right. So there's just, like, a smidge of cream cheese to make you feel good about the world. Right. the rest of it is good for you.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, and I think, too, I think Alfredo sauce sometimes can feel goopy, like, Mm -hmm. really heavy, you know. But this one wasn't at all, again cooking light right um i really liked the ratio of pasta to vegetables because i do not have a metabolism of a seven-year-old you know
1: right you don't need to carb load for your <laughs>
0: summer break right <laughs> for the pool right? yeah and i don't need carb load for my pool time <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and you know it's a good reminder for me that unless i'm really like treating myself like i do actually prefer a lot of veggies on my plate for dinner mm-hmm. it's yeah. just kind of a lighter meal is actually good for this like not seven-year-olds. <laughs> yes. Agreed. You know, and sometimes cooking, and I'm with you, like, sometimes you make these light dishes and you feel cheated. You're like, well, that was healthy. Cool. <laughs> I guess I'll
1: <laughs> drink my glass of water and go to bed. <laughs>
0: right. It was like, oh, um, And this one, I was like, oh, that was delicious. Like, it yeah. was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, highly recommend a glass of rosé with this. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that negates it, but it was sure delicious when I did that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. what are you giving this one?
0: Yeah. So this is a high four to five stars for me. I really enjoyed it.
1: I I did too. I loved it. Um, Also high four to five. Let's move on. Last recipe of the episode is a Mm -hmm. chickpea pot pie by Food52. Kate.
0: Yes. So I think this is a pretty loose definition of pot pie because there's Mm -hmm. no like crust that you're making. You're not like, you know, that kind of thing. But it did sound pretty good. So I thought, why not go for it? And so you basically – sauté a, a bunch of diced carrots, celery and onion until soft and then you add in some garlic and then flour and you cook this it kind of gets thick right your veggies are like coated in this flour mixture mm-hmm. um you cook it for a bit to get rid of the raw taste and also like bring out the starch and then you add in some miso and some better than bouillon which if you haven't cooked with that before i always do you always, do you have better than bouillon in your fridge a lot i, I do, do. Yeah, it's I like do. a staple for me mm-hmm. right so it comes in a jar. It's like not a powder or a cube. It's like a paste or I don't know. I guess a paste is about as yeah. close as you can mm-hmm. get, right? It looks like runny almond butter.
1: Yeah. If that's that's a good
0: helpful for anybody, you know. Um, anyway, so you add the water slowly to this flour and veggie mixture, you know, stirring constantly to avoid lumps. So what you get is like a thickened sauce, right? You let the mixture come to a simmer and then you add in a can, a couple cans of chickpeas, uh, Fresh peas or frozen peas, really, and parsley. And you cook until that's as thick as you like. And the pot pie part comes in when you top a bowl of the chickpea pot pie filling with a square of puff pastry. And you get that kind of crispy, buttery topping, but like in individual portions, right? You're not making a big pot pie situation. Mm -hmm. And the recipe has you using store bought puff pastry that you roll out and bake in the oven. So you're not like making your own puff pastry, which would be crazy. Uh, I mean, this is a bit of a project, but. At least you're not making your own. I mean, how did you like this, Betsy? All
1: right. I liked this, but it is a bit of a project mm. because you're kind of making the stew, which you just went through so thoroughly, which is a few steps. And at the same time, you've got the oven going for the pastry. Yeah. So I just as kind of a personal note, trying to keep my air conditioning off as much as I can in the summer because we live in a shady oh, neighborhood. Yeah. And I just and I'm in Atlanta. But we like to just be, you know, like sustainable and eco-friendly, and so I try not to use right. my air conditioning until I really need to. Oh uh, no! And so, <laughs> oh and, man! And, and my house is like at a comfortable, you know, seventy-eight. Right, you're degrees. in the shorts
0: and a t-shirt, but you're yeah, not I'm dying. In shorts and a
1: t-shirt. I'm not, you know. Uh, But I think the the chickpea pot pie kind of put me over the edge. Um, (laughs) So it's pretty hot in my kitchen making this pot pie with the stove and the oven going. And I liked it. I mean, I thought it was good. I agree with you. The flavors were good. I think I'll wait again to make it into the fall. And I was thinking about you because I know that you and your apartment, you guys keep it pretty cold in there. So I thought Kate probably
0: didn't even notice that this (laughs) this is Yeah, Jeans prefers <laughs> it like meat locker. And yeah. so I I try to – and and not actually – it's not just the meat locker, but, like, we turn on the air conditioning and then our apartment's just, like, we don't have much um, windows. And so yeah. it just stays cold. Um, yeah, I hadn't even, hadn't even thought about that. Also, I mean, like, Rhode Island hasn't gotten hot until, like, literally this weekend. So when I made this a couple weeks ago, it wasn't that warm yet. Like, it may yeah. have been 60 degrees out for me. So, yeah, yeah. I mean – if you're in the southern part of the United States or somewhere else where it's warm, I mean, this may not be the recipe for you right now.
1: <laughs> we'll bring it up again in the fall
0: because right. I was just a little, um, I mean, and it was
1: also it had rained all day. And so it was like this like jungly. Humid oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was making a chickpea pat pie. And I was just like, oh, oh. This you just is needed not, to be eating like a cold great. shrimp
0: salad, like uh-huh. essentially. And you're like, mm, let's warm up some beans. <laughs>
1: And blast the oven for the and
0: puff them. pastry because <laughs> puff pastry cooks at like 425
1: it does it does <sighs> so it was just maybe not a great um mix for my specific yeah,
0: yeah. my
1: specific cooking environment but that's just a reminder that everyone lives in different climates and mm-hmm. what works for you sometimes doesn't work for me and um you know i thought though the <sighs> recipe great and i okay. loved the fact that this was kind of individual portions it was good yeah, like okay. yeah,
0: okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought this was – the miso or the bouillon or whatever it was, it was really rich-tasting in a good way. It tasted like mm-hmm. pot pie even without the chicken. Um, And I love the creamy texture. And so, like, one thing to note, when you make a sauce like this, you really do need to add the water into the flour and veggie mixture, like, a little at a time, and mm-hmm. mix like a mad person. Otherwise, you're going to get lumps. Right?
1: Yeah, this is me. St- this is, like, when I was getting really hot. Yeah, I
0: bet. <laughs> <laughs> you're like – kate and your freaking pot pie <laughs> so cool kate i'm so glad we chose this <laughs> yes. oh my goodness yeah. but i agree with um, you it's yeah. kind
1: of it is a, like have some patience and yeah
0: yeah it's this is not I, I would say this is like a relaxed weeknight or weekend mm-hmm. recipe mm-hmm. um also like the puff pastry you and i talked about this a little bit like puff pastry always annoys us because we buy it and then we don't we forget to take it out soon enough of the freezer
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you
0: definitely need to, like, take this out. Ideally, thaw it in the refrigerator for more than a day. Usually it takes, like, over a day to thaw. Um, You can, like, tempt fate and put it on the counter, but you need to make sure it never gets really warm or the butter will start to melt and it won't puff, which is Mm -hmm. kind of annoying. So, you know, just some, like, quick tips. You can't defrost this in the microwave. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, that's
0: a really bad idea. Um, So you just have to kind of, like think about this ahead of time so i think this is a fun dinner party style dish Mm -hmm. actually if i had like a mix of vegetarians and non-vegetarians i think everyone would be really satisfied with something like this and the individual portions are kind of fun
1: yeah i thought so too i i mean this recipe really is great so um i agree that the puff pastry while delicious it's a little expensive a little bit fussy making this more of a special occasion dish for me sort of like you said but i'm i'm a high four to five on this one for the recipe
0: yeah, I'm kind of like torn between a four to five and a five because I feel like it was fussy enough that I'm not quite at a five, but mm-hmm. it was really good. And if you're a vegetarian that's looking for like a, a nice dinner party meal, um mm-hmm. this is definitely one of those.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was good. I'm glad we made it. Yeah. All right, Kate. So what were your what was your favorite on the week?
0: You know, I I'm torn, but I'm going to go with the pot pie because I really enjoyed it. I loved having it in the fridge. I was very excited.
1: It was a discovery for you. It was.
0: It was a discovery yeah. for me. All
1: right. I'm going with the veggie pasta. Mm. I think we're going to make that this summer and kind of switch up the veggies with whatever's looking fresh and Ooh, delicious. I mean, that's a great idea. I think that has some flexibility that could work for us um, with that. Yeah. A little zucchini, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little corn. I was
0: Mm-hmm. yeah well if any of these recipes sound good to you make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com there we have links to all of our recipes any tips or techniques like turn on your AC if you're going to make mm-hmm. the pot pie <laughs> as well <laughs> as a link to our shopping list spreadsheet and if you'd like to chat more with us always you can, guys join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group it's super fun you go on Facebook and search for Dinner Sisters podcast and you can find us there and we'll uh, let you in the group <laughs>
1: All right, Kate, for the Smorgasbord this week, you and I are going to talk about what we've been reading and enjoying lately. So I'm going to talk about some good books. And Kate, you are going to continue on the
0: Instagram theme.
1: Why don't you go first? Tell us what you've been, you know, scrolling through.
0: Yeah, so lots of scrolling. You know, I love the gram. Mm -hmm. Big fan. And I thought it might be fun to talk about some um, food Instagram accounts that I've liked recently, especially since I've been digging into my collection trying to find some recipes that I forgot Mm -hmm. about. So one of them that I really enjoy is my cookbook obsession. And she cooks from her huge collection of cookbooks and then posts the pictures. And I love her varied recipes. And it's a fun way to kind of explore some cookbooks from someone who's actually cooking from the book. Mm So that's kind of fun. Love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A Fun one that's not necessarily for the recipes, but just like food photography and styling, is something called symmetry breakfast. Have you seen this, Betsy? Have I, I have made not you?
1: seen this? No. Okay,
0: Mm-mm. so it is. I like only on Instagram would this work, right? So this guy makes breakfast for himself and his husband, and then styles it so it's like perfectly symmetrical, like a mirror, right?
1: Oh, yeah. And so if
0: he makes two eggs, the, well, there's two eggs to the left and two eggs to the right like tilted at the same angle.
1: Oh, that's kind of fun. On a piece
0: of toast and a piece of toast. Like I could not live my life like this. And I don't think James would appreciate a symmetrical breakfast. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's yes. fast. It's really pretty. It's really it's pretty. And yeah. yeah, it's fun to see. And I think he got a cookbook deal out of it. He also cooks largely like Asian or Chinese, kind of Taiwanese, um, Hong Kong style recipes too. So it's food that I'm not used to eating for breakfast, which I really like seeing. And um yeah, I just i am really into that one. So Symmetry yeah, Breakfast, that one's super fun. And then the last one I'm going to recommend is actually Allison Roman's um, from New York Times recipe mm-hmm. developer, mm-hmm. her Instagram feed, and you may have heard us talk about her like very viral recipes, you know yeah, we
1: made the stew. Mm-hmm. and this made episode. the
0: chickpea stew, mm-hmm. right? And a couple things she's uh got a fun feed. And her pictures are really great. And in her stories, she will often answer questions about her more popular dishes as she releases them. So she did a chicken kind of confit, I think is what the name of it is, something like that, recently. And in her f- stories, she took questions from people that they had about the recipe, which is kind of fun. Um, so I, I like that one. If you're into kind of more popular culture and cooking, she's one to follow. So, yeah, those are kind of my top three And um, love to hear from anybody else um, in our Facebook group, or you can tell us on Instagram of any Instagram accounts that we should follow. So Betsy, what books do you want to talk about?
1: Okay. I've got three books this week that I do want to talk about because I've, um, because I'm just really excited about them. So the first book I'm going to talk about is serious eater, which we got from penguin in advanced copy. It's out on June 11th. And, I'll tell you, it's the story of Ed Levine wrote it. It's his kind of memoir. Mm-hmm. And we cook a fair amount of recipes off
0: of this website. We do. Yeah, they've been around for a while. And I think what one thing I love about Serious Eats is that um, the recipes are tested and usually pretty reliable.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so this book, he kind of tells, you know, the whole evolution of that website, mm. but in a way that is just this like, Thrilling and sometimes terrifying ride <laughs> of all the ups and downs of kind of a tech startup, but also in the food world and lots of great restaurant recommendations and fun memories. And it was just, I couldn't put it down. It was so, so fun to read. And I'll say it gives you a lot of insight. If you love um, some of these long time cooking websites that have been around like simply recipes and the mm. kitchen and apartment mm-hmm. therapy and all of those kind of uh like
0: websites. new food media things kind of yeah. new food
1: media there's a lot of kind of insider information about the people who started those and the different parties they were all at together and talking about starting these websites and who was you know who was doing what when and it was just really fun it felt kind of um kind of gave you the inside scoop in a little, of little that. gossipy it's it was a little nice. co- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is just really fun. So it was a fun yeah. read.
0: I got a copy of that too. So I'm just dying to read it. It's my, um, I've got some, like a lot of flights coming up in the next couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely bringing that along. I'm excited to read about it.
1: Yeah. And so my next one here is Naturally Sweet Food in Jars by Marisa McClellan. And she is the co-host on Local Mouthful, which mm. we also love and listen to. But it is, she says in the front here, 100 preserves made with coconut, maple, honey, and more. Oh. And so I picked this up because, you know, when you're jamming and preserving, a lot of it's just adding a lot of just white sugar into these jams. And it even bothers – I will get comments from my kids, Grant specifically, that he does not like all the sugar that's going into the jam. Like, can we use less sugar I don't want to make the sugar or the jam with so much sugar in it. Uh, And I think a lot of it's that kind of healthy eating that they're getting at school. There's a Mm. lot of wellness in the curriculum now, which is really great. Yeah. You know, I'm all on board with that and we're all on board with it. And then it feels so strange to be making like we've gone out and picked these strawberries and blueberries and now we're like (laughs) dumping.
0: And now for the five pounds of sugar. uh uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: And so I thought let's do this better and I should be a better – I should just set a better example for my kids <laughs> on this kind of stuff, you know? And so I picked this up, and I am digging into it. I bought some Pomona pectin, which mm. is, you know, mm-hmm. the low-sugar pectin. And so I am just um, can't wait to make more out of this. I've made one strawberry jam so far, but we are um, got a lot of things bookmarked. And so my last one, my book, is just a fun one, Kate. It is Aww. Blueberries for Sal by Robert McCluskey. <sighs> And it's a picture book, a children's book. If you have, it's a classic. If you have not read it, we read it every year when we go you pick picking, you know, blueberry picking. How fun. Picking. And even though my kids are a little bit older now, like, we still love to read it because it's about this, you know, yeah, kind of blueberry picking in the mountains and there's a bear and they get lost and it's just really sweet. So it is, and the illustrations are are amazing. It's just such a classic children's book. So,
0: um,
1: you know, I can't recommend it well, enough.
0: Yeah. It warms my teacher heart to hear about summer literacy, Betsy. So good for you on that, mm, you know, nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, and I know blueberries for sale is close to the heart for my friends from Maine, especially. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just such a sweet book. And if you haven't picked it up and you've got kids in your life or you don't even, um, that is a great one. All the, I love these book recommendations. So fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a nice, it's been a nice week with books in my house. All right. So coming up next week, we have a cookbook review. Speaking of books, of Bread Toast Crumbs by Alexandra Stafford. Tara is back with us. We have been bacon
0: like mad women. (laughs) We have.
1: And it's been really fun. So I'm excited to share all that with you.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, we also had the chance to interview the author, which was very fun too. She's great.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited about this one. So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you.
0: Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for all the show notes, including links to the Instagram accounts and the books we just talked about. I've got a grocery list for you and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always shoot us an email at dinner at gmail.com. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. We get a kick out of every review that people leave, and we love them. Plus, it really helps us with the Apple Podcast rating. So, if you got a chance and um, you have a moment, if you could review, that would be wonderful. Thanks so much, and happy eating!
1: Maida, I'm recording the podcast. Can you oh that's very nice. I like that. Can you put it down and can you play it? Can you do some more art up in the room until I'm done?
0: Tell her I'll I'll go on FaceTime so I can see it when I'm when we're done.
1: Okay. Aunt Kate says when when we're done, she wants to see it on FaceTime, okay? Okay,
0: work a little bit more on it.
1: Gave her a hot glue gun project. She's making a hot glue gun forest. All right. (laughs) Okay.